0: My name is Emma Martin and this is the Lazy Keto Mum Podcast. If you are looking for help with keto and low-carb, you have come to the right place. It is my absolute privilege today to introduce you to Narelle. Some of you will have met her before. Narelle and I have known each other for, I don't know, 10 years? Yeah. And we just it's got to be that hasn't it
1: absolutely it'd have to be close to that now
0: it feels like it feels like longer I feel like I know you so well and 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 it's funny we were just talking before this about how our journeys have kind of followed parallels and and I think our lives do go up and down and spikes and roundabouts and you know life isn't like this it's like squiggly lines and you know watching other people's journeys you can see an element of that in yourself so good morning Good morning. So we're here to talk. We'll, we'll do a uh, an episode or a podcast or a whatever they're called on mindset, which we were just talking about, and things that our parents give us unwittingly and in, in our brains. But today I want to talk about Norel's journey. So what was it initially like? What you've been doing keto now, on and off for a couple of years after watching my oversharing. What was it that initially drew you and you thought, oh, this might help? Like, what were you struggling with? Look, my
1: biggest thing was the, and I think like so many women, there were a couple of things that I was struggling with, but it was the yo-yoing. You know, I would lose weight and be so proud of that. But then the flip side of that, I would literally be celebrating the weight loss and it would start to creep back up again. So I really knew that I needed to try something that I could maintain better and make more of a lifestyle so that it would be something that I could just take into, you know, getting, getting older, reaching that menopause age where so I was really struggling with my hormones. So I needed something that was just a bit more of a holistic approach, didn't just focus on losing
0: weight. Yeah. And and that's been the interesting thing watching your health journey rather than your fat loss journey. So what initially when you found out that keto was sort of high fat, high protein, like was that scary for you? What were your thoughts around that?
1: Oh, that was so scary because as growing up, as all of us at our age range, we we were drilled that fat is bad for you. And I think that's why it took me so long to really fully sort of surrender. To go in keto because you think we can't pop that that can't possibly work like surely that can't work, and you hear so many bad things about keto, but really when you look at it, it is just eating good clean food.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you said that because so many people are scared of keto and, you know, you get messages going, oh, how's your cholesterol and little do they know that cholesterol is like are the biggest myth in the whole world but apart from fat. What did you do initially? Like thinking back, I know you tried the ketones, but when what did you use them for and what did you change?
1: So I've done now I, the ketones themselves I really have had for I think it's four years it must be at least four years that I've been drinking ketones for and it was again I watched you start so I was only about six weeks I think behind you in terms of the ketones saw you raving about them was hugely skeptical I think you know as we all do but thought well let's give it a shot and at that point in time I was two nearly three years into a journey suffering complex regional pain syndrome so I was suffering from a chronic pain condition that affected my neural pathways so I'd spent that time not doing any exercise whatsoever because I was in so much pain I barely functioned as a person I was tired all the time so I was like well I'm going to start them obviously I wanted to lose some weight but I needed some more energy. I wasn't functioning well as a mum, as a wife, as a person. So that's where I started. And I did make some small diet changes, but not, you know, I didn't really sort of embrace the, the keto side of things. So, and I did that for a little while, but continued to have some health issues with it. And not, you know, at the time, I didn't appreciate the value that the ketones could actually give me. So after a couple of months, I'd lost a little bit of weight, but I stopped. I just sort of went, yep, they, it just, this just isn't working. So I stopped taking the ketones and it really allowed myself to slip back in again. So the little bit of weight that I'd lost, i put that, that back on again. And it was really probably another good 12 months So that was really the start of 2020 that I was like, right, well, I need to get back into the ketones. I need to find something. Again, I watched your journey. So that was, I was like, okay, well, you know, clearly something's working for Emma. I need to give it a go. So I started back with them again, made some, you know, I treated it like a diet. So I restricted my food. But then, so, and that time I actually did really well. Like I lost, so that would have been early 2020, mid to, you know, and I'd actually lost quite a bit of weight that time and managed to lose 10 kilos. I stoked. So I went into 2021 really happy, but as I lost the weight, celebrating, started to creep back on again, I then injured myself. So I had some pretty horrific, I had a fall, broke some bones, spent eight weeks on the couch, the weight piled back on again and I was starting to approach menopause and I was a mess and it was at that point in time, so that's September last year, where I went, right, I need to do something, I need to do something, be better, and I've not looked back.
0: So, and watching your journey has been super inspiring because I know how many challenges you've had and and life does give us challenges. We just have to work out how to rise above them. And I think in that moment, it doesn't always seem that easy to rise. So what did you do? So when when you, the second time you say, started using ketones, you obviously used them as a tool, but what did you do alongside that that allowed you to lose that 10 kilos? That was...
1: Something I always joked about, I always said back, and I've said it for years, my body doesn't like carbs. So I was like, right, you know, I joke about it, let's cut them down. So, and that was what I did, and that was what I cut carbs, I cut sugar, but then I would get to the end and I would put them back in again. So because... Each time I did it, it was a diet. So I would just stop eating it, not realizing hang on a sec, you can't you, you can't just start re-eating the foods that you know you can't eat just because you've lost the weight. You know, that that's not going to change. So that's you know, it's exactly what I did. I, I cut it all out, I ate so clean, but then would get to my goal weight or close enough and introduce it all back again.
0: Yeah. So then you restarted again in 21. Yep. And I've watched everything change for you and it you've turned this into a sustainable lifestyle. What is the key to that sustainability now for you? Because that's been, well, actually, no, late 2021. So what's that, a year and a bit? Yeah. Now where it's sustainable for you and you've learned that what your body likes, what you doesn't. What has been the biggest key in that understanding and lifestyle for you?
1: Ditching the word diet. So that's the biggest thing. I think as soon as you ditch that, you go, right, well, hang on a sec. This is just the way we eat. And I say we because it is how we eat as a family. I don't eat separate meals. We eat. We all took on a low carb no sugar diet and so then it just becomes a lifestyle this is just how we eat
0: yeah what have you seen your family like well firstly what have you seen for you as changes and what have you seen for your family as changes
1: so for me I would say I have so much less inflammation so I've spent years suffering from IBS but you know it might my digestive tract was just a mess i had gallbladder issues like you know there was a point where they were going to take my gallbladder out which they didn't and i'm kind of thankful now so i have so much less inflammation and it's actually funny as i started this lifestyle in september i met with a new pain management specialist and she had said i needed to look at an anti-inflammatory diet lo and behold if you actually research any inflammatory diet and keto they kind of go together so you know I'm not pain-free by any means but I manage it better and I think I just changed my entire mindset you know it's something that is a saying that you post regularly that you don't need to lose weight to get healthy you need to get healthy to lose weight and healthy isn't just about the food you put in your mouth it's the way that you think about food. It's the way you think in total. So that's the biggest thing for me. Is I just have changed my mindset so much.
0: Um, Man, hearing you speak like that is just—it blows my mind. And because I know how far you've come. So how nice to be able to manage the the symptoms of what's going on inside and know that your body's actually repairing and cleaning and all that sort of stuff. So yeah. what? You, what? Do you, what have your family seen? Because I know that you've seen some improvements with Sid. What, what, what have you seen with them?
1: So we have, just before I restarted, Gary was diagnosed as pre-diabetic. Um, he's
0: now no longer. <laughs> That's great. And we
1: just all are happier. Just, you know, it's all, we're all a lot more calmer. There's just it, you know, we yeah, just focus on you know, eating healthy.
0: I love that, and I love that you've said that because that calmness, like that mood thing, yes, changes everything. And when people first start this, like mood, mood, I just want to lose weight, but then yeah. all of a sudden, you get to this point where you're like, wow, that would have triggered me a few months ago. I'm at the point where I am not triggered or reacting like. I used to be it's almost like the hungry you know you go from not thinking about food all day to actually I'm hungry but you've got that gap to think about well okay what am I gonna eat I've never had that before in my life and I I know that you are the same when it comes to your relationship with your family and your mood how's that changed over the last year
1: oh I would say I'm nicer (laughs) Yeah, definitely yep. <laughs> definitely less meaty, definitely much more balanced in terms of my hormones.
0: Which is the key, right?
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think if people could understand that it was all about balancing blood sugar and inflammation and when they eat a keto diet, inverted commas, which is just clean food, then they can manage all of that so easily. And I think the key then is just learning not to fall off. What have you put in place that makes this a lifestyle rather than a diet?
1: I I, I don't, I I suppose for me, I, I just eat what I want.
0: Okay, so give me your average day. Like what do you have for breakfast? I don't. Excellent, good answer.
1: So So obviously that one of the biggest things for me is that I intermittent fast. And I've actually found so even when I was intermittent fasting, I was my general was a six. So I would have a six hour eating window, but I would break it and I would be super hungry. But lately I'm actually pushing it out more. And the funny thing is the longer I fast for, the less hungrier I get. So it actually proves to me that there is no one size fits all. You actually just need to listen to your body to go, right, uh, I'm I'm good. Let's just push it longer. So I'm currently in the midst of a 24 hour, last eight at three o'clock yesterday. So
0: did you think 20, you know, 20 months ago, two years ago that You'd be saying that?
1: No, no, because I've tried, I had tried it before and I would give up too easily. I would, you know, I would not manage the symptoms, which was more in terms of I just needed to drink more and I have more electrolytes. I would think that I was hungry. So, yeah. yeah.
0: It's funny what changes, like when, you know, at the start of this journey you're like, wow, well, I can't possibly go without breakfast, now I can't possibly have breakfast, you know. I mean I'm drinking my coffee with cream, I've never given that up and, yeah, i will probably lose more fat if I stop drinking so much cream. But to me now, like I feel good so I don't care about the fat. Yeah. If I get sick I'll have plenty of reserves. But I think listening to your body is something we're not, like we were broken and I'm not saying you are broken. I'm saying our hormones get broken. So, inflammation and pain, and the body is just like, oh God, well, just feed me my glucose, feed me my toast and cereal. And I just don't think we understand that we're starting our days with inflammation. So, what do you then like? When do you break your fast normally? And what do you have?
1: So, usually it'll be anywhere, look, anywhere between 12 30 and three o'clock. Mm-hmm asked yep. um, usually for me that's eggs spinach tomato cheese maybe some bacon or tuna and salad it, it's it really is just good clean food
0: yeah and how do you feel when you eat rubbish oh terrible, <laughs> really terrible. And
1: you know what? I actually found I had a couple of days a couple of weeks ago where I i just I didn't eat quite the right foods, which is no big deal. But you know, but I I actually noticed how much it changed my system, and it made me realise that previously I would. This is obviously going to be TMI, but it, bathroom habits change, and I actually it. On reflection, I was like, "Well, hang on, that's how it used to always be," and I just thought that was normal. But it's actually the food that we were eating, and that was just I had a little bit too many carbs in a couple for a couple of days, Um, so it just really makes you aware of what that food does to your body.
0: It's funny, isn't it? At the start, we're just so sort of sick and tired, and you know, we just think it's normal, and then you experience this, and you go, "Wow." Is that how we're supposed to feel? I've got energy. I've got, you know, my moods are balanced. I'm not losing the plot. Like, and I think that until you fall off, you don't understand. Oh, wait, that's what it used to be like. Yeah. So when you, so you're breaking your fast sort of early afternoon, and then do you snack? Do you have things? Like, what's next food wise?
1: Most times, particularly now that I'm pushing my windows out, the next is dinner and dinner again is just, you know, it'll be grilled meat, steamed vegetables, a bit of healthy fat thrown in, done and then that's me done for the day.
0: Yeah, lovely. What a big mindset change. Do you, so you've lost Twelve kilos this time, and you know you you are literally a pocket person. You're what four foot nothing, <laughs> four foot something. I know you're under five foot, <laughs> just a little, <laughs> right? So yeah, there you go. You're five foot minus something. Yeah. Um, so there's not much of you to lose. Are you still losing fat, or are you at sort of maintenance point? And if so, how long has that been for?
1: So really, at maintenance point now, I am. I've probably turned more towards toning a little bit and that has been since January this year. I have not really, I mean, look, I shouldn't say I haven't fluctuated in weight because we all do every single day. What I will say is that my pant size has stayed the same since January.
0: Fantastic. So you've actually got your your homeostasis, your equilibrium balance point now, which is great. Yeah. What is next for you as far as making this sustainable?
1: I think it's just continuing to, you know, it's also about, I think it's about embracing the fact that this is just life. So we have a life to lead. So every day doesn't have to be perfect. And that's okay. You just continue on. I think we do more damage by beating ourselves up if we have a bad bad day. Um, It's just about. And for me, you know, I even look at yesterday. Obviously, we were talking about as a normal rule for me, I fast every day. Yesterday morning, I woke up and I was hungry. So I had breakfast. I had pancakes for breakfast. Yeah. And I moved on. So I enjoyed my pancakes for breakfast. Didn't didn't beat myself up about it, ate them, enjoyed them, moved on with my day. Actually started my fast earlier in the afternoon because I'd started eating earlier. So that's that's about how to make this sustainable. It's just about going, okay, well, we tweak what happened that day, we move on.
0: Man, that is a massive mindset change for you. Oh, huge. <laughs> that that is, that's that's probably like when we met and in you were still learning you were in sort of guilt cycle and and beating yourself up about what you did or didn't do or I love the fact that you've just taken that power back from whatever you thought you were supposed to do so yep. like, give it back to me and you've just you're owning that and that's amazing what do you think like what would you say to anybody who's listening and has either just started this and is sort of a bit sceptical still or anybody who's thinking about starting this lifestyle, what are your top tips for them? I
1: think my, my biggest tip would be don't overcomplicate it. Just pick good, clean food. When you go to the supermarket, shop the outside of the aisles. Leave the inside of the aisles because it doesn't actually have to be hard. This can be so simple if you just focus on the easy steps. That, you know, and then it becomes sustainable because you just go, all right, I, ju- I just need to pick a meat, I need to pick some veg, and I need to pick a healthy fat. Healthy fats are avocados and nuts. and Like it's so easy. It doesn't, it's not all about bacon. <laughs>
0: I think life should be about bacon, but you're right. It's about the easy things. And I love that you've just simplified that because often we do overthink it and we get in our own heads. And then our fight and flight thing, you know, this week we're learning about fight and flight in our course. And it's like, it's so true. When we stand on those scales or we beat ourselves up over the pancakes or what we should or shouldn't have done, we tell our body that it's not safe. And if you're not safe, what are you going to do? You're going to hang on. It's like a kid when you leave them at daycare for the first time, they're like, and they're screaming, and our stress makes their stress worse. Yeah. Yeah, I love that you've said that. What are your other, like if someone wants to start, what do they start with? I think
1: to me the biggest thing, the easiest way to start is to focus on prepackaged food. Just get rid of it.
0: That's I think that that's just the easiest thing. Like, if so you, throw out anything in a box. Yeah, yeah. If if it's got,
1: and I think I love this one, and this is something you teach us right at the start of the courses, is that if it's got more than five ingredients, you probably shouldn't be eating it. Um, and because that's true, and I think looking at your labels for stuff that is in a box is so imperative you just don't realize how much sugar there is in everything unnecessarily
0: yeah you're right and I heard somewhere recently it might have been at low carb down under 80% of the food in our supermarket isn't food (laughs) well it's partially food and it's mostly numbers and inflammatory oils and so many sugars and I recently I'm listening to Etabolic by Robert Lustig and he's the anti-sugar campaigner of the moment. He's an American pediatrician. And he actually said, what did he say? There's 254 names for sugar. <laughs> I wonder where we're all sick, fat and tired and struggling because we're, we're, you know, eating crazy amounts of inflammatory sugar and oils. And yeah, well, I'm so, so happy for you. I just watching your journey over the last few years have been has been unbelievably inspiring. I don't know that you know how inspiring that is to watch from the outside. So thank you. and thank you for not only sharing but showing your vulnerability as well, because I know it's not easy to you know always share that. Lastly, What are the top three benefits that you've experienced from this?
1: I would say number one is better sleep. Yep. Much better mood. And, you know, the other one, and I think a lot of people will probably find this as a surprise, is that my skin is, it just is so much clearer so much healthier than it ever has been.
0: Yeah, I'm looking at you've got the keto glow. <laughs> yeah, we've both got it, and it's it. Who'd have thought keto kills you, right?
1: Oh, absolutely.
0: Really. <laughs> 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 oh, by the way, how are your bearded dragon eggs? Do they hatch?
1: We have fifteen, <laughs> we have 15 babies now.
0: <laughs> We're a bit busy in your house with insect oh, yeah. world, is it? <laughs> oh dear thank you so very much appreciate your time and <laughs> the cat's on my mouse thank you for sharing let's talk about mindset in a couple of weeks because I think you know we're, we're coming into that time of year where it's really important so definitely yeah out. love to amazing thank you thank you